Hello, my name is Monica Regina Jones, and this is my first podcast. Basically, I'm going to introduce myself to you, let you know a few things about me. I'm an author of four books that can be found on Amazon.com. My first book was God's Humble Voice. My second book was Transparency Heals. My third book was Surrender Vessels, which was um, co-authored with six other women, well, seven. And the last book that I was in was also a book where it was co-authored with 16 other ladies called Turbulence with national bestseller Carla R. Cannon. So basically, let's see, today I just want to talk about managing your individuality. Managing your individuality. And the reason why that is on my heart and spirit to speak on is because for a long time, I personally have dealt with not being able to manage my individuality. You know, the word tells us that we are all members in one body. And for me, for a long time, I was so caught up in being collectively a member but I was discounting who I was as an individual. And I was discounting this because I was mostly taught that, you know, it's not about you and it's not about, um, it's about serving and it's about working together. It's about unity and all that is great. But at the same time, how can we have unity if we're fighting within ourselves, with ourselves? And that's one thing that has always troubled me for the longest time is that inner fight within me, within Monica. And if we will be honest, even in the body of Christ, if you look at churches nationwide, there's a lot of divisions and schisms because of this also a lot of us are not at peace with ourselves. A lot of us do not know our identity is hidden in Christ. A lot of us have our identity hidden in church, hidden in the things that we do in church, the, what we minister, who we are, our titles, positions, our gifts and our talents. But I'm learning day by day that who I am in, in God is what who make what makes me who I am as a person first and foremost. So throughout my journey with managing my individuality, with since two thousand and fourteen, I've been at a what's the word I want to use? Kind of like a battle, an extreme battle. It started from as a child and growing up. And being labeled so many negative things, so many negative connotations placed upon me saying what I was not, telling me that I was ugly, telling me that I wasn't smart, telling me that I was going to end up pregnant at a young age like my mother. But to God be the glory, I'm not, I don't have any children. Um, I've never been married, um, even though that's a desire of mine to have. But I believe in waiting on the Father. I believe in waiting on God for this. So my thing is throughout the years of not only negative connotations being placed upon me, but also 
negative experiences that I've encountered. You know, being raped at a young age, over and over, feeling unprotected at a young age as a child, because at the time when those things was happening to me, and it happened to me, my first encounter was at three with molestation from a a family member that was married into the family. And then the the second um, aspect of my life when it happened continually was at the age of six when my mother um, took custody of me and I lived with her for a year. And it was her boyfriend that um, did the deed. So when I see a lot of these young children being raped and now killed, it strikes a chord in me because they're not going to have a chance like God graced me to have to move forward. And even though it's been painful, it's been a painful journey. It's been a journey where my mindset and how I thought about myself had to be stripped and had to be set ablaze in the fire of God. And my mind had to be renewed continually because even now today I struggle at times with who I am, who God says that I am. Because the enemy likes to come in my ear and whisper and remind me of things that people have said. But it's funny because despite that, God would still allow me to read something or to hear something or to he'll send someone to place a message to me to remind me of who he said I am. So, despite what has happened to me, God has kept me. He has kept my mind. There is no hate in my heart towards my perpetrators. There was no hate in my heart towards my mother. I never hated my mother, and I never blamed her for what happened uh, with that second part of my life when that was occurring because she was ignorant and she was also young. She was very young. She was 22 years old and I was six at the time. She had no idea what was going on. I never told. I was told not to tell. I knew the drill. Don't tell. But, and, and it was then that the enemy shut my mouth at that age. And even now the enemy tries to shut my mouth with encounters, negative encounters that I had to try to squash the individual that God has called me to be. And I just feel like many are indeed still struggling with this same thing that I've struggled with, but the Lord has allowed me to overcome. We have to know the word of God. We have to have a relationship with God as well. We can't just read the word and have no fellowship with Holy Spirit because the word becomes a dead letter. A letter that, and the word says that the letter killeth. But we need the spirit of God. We need that relational aspect. We need to commune with the Lord so that he can bring those words to life so that we're not just reading but we are being illuminated in our minds by what he said and to have that 
what he said be in the actual context of how he meant it to be in the way he implied it to be. So how can we manage our individuality? First and foremost, we have to know the Father. We, if we're not saved, we have to make a decision and be honest with ourselves that, and, you know, for one, we got to be drawn by his spirit because if we're not drawn by his spirit and we just, quote, unquote, get saved, we're not going to, we're not going to enjoy that relationship. Or we're not going to enjoy that fellowship because we're not going to understand what's going on. We have to first be drawn by his spirit. Secondly, we have to confess and believe that the Lord Jesus, you know, he died and he rose again. And he died for our sins and that everything was taken care of on Calvary. We have to we have to know this and we have to constantly be aware of this as well. Thirdly, we have to have a relationship with the Lord. We have to be taught the true word of God, not out of context, not, you know, what what somebody else heard somebody else say and we repeat it because the Lord never created us to be parents. He created us to be individuals with an intelligent mind. So we we can't just ride off somebody else's coattail. We have to know what the word is and what it means for ourselves. We have to not just study, but we also have to like delve deeper into the um what each part means, line upon line, precept upon precept. So, and we also have to know what our weapons are. You know, the word tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mine through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. We have to continually be pulling down strongholds because the enemy loves to play with our minds. We also have to make peace with our past. We have to forgive ourselves and we have to forgive those who have trespassed against us because if we do not, the Lord cannot forgive us. So we definitely have to walk in forgiveness continually. We continually have to forgive ourselves for the things that we say and do that's not of God, for the things that we think that's not of God. It's a constant awareness and see, the thing is, God, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to keep us in line. It's not something that we do on our own because we, throughout the day, anything can happen. Anything can be said, anything that can be thought that's contrary to God. But the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps us. Therefore, he's called our helper. He's the paraclete. He helps us to live this life because we cannot live it on our own. Managing your individuality is a process. A lifelong process. You're going to come across people that's going to tell you who you are. They're going to say things that are negative. Some things they're going to say are good. Some things they're going to say are going to be bad. They might say you're ugly. They might say you're dumb. They might say you're never mounting anything. Just to name a few. But at the end of the day, you have to be reminded what God said about you. The Lord said you are his beloved. The Lord said... You are the apple of his eye. The Lord said you are the righteousness in, in Christ Jesus. The Lord said that you are a chosen race, a royal nation, 
a chosen generation. That we have um, a royal, we are a royal priesthood. So we are an ambassador of Christ. We have to acknowledge and accept these things. And sometimes the Lord will speak to you and he will individually tell you, okay, this is what I want you to do. He'll start awakening those things within you, those gifts and those talents. But no, don't get caught up in that gift or that talent. That's not who you are. Who you are is hidden in Christ. And that is who he says you are. That's who you are. It's not about your leader and their accolades, although that's great. It's not even about that. It's not about how the people in your church or your neighborhood think of you or your community thinks of you. That's great, but it's not about that either. First and foremost, we have to always put what God thinks of us as a priority because people will love you today and forget you or hate you tomorrow. And we have to not rely on people's opinions of us. We have to walk accordingly, walk in love, walk in line, have the compassion of Christ to deal with people, but we cannot get caught up in what they think of us. And we have to also not get caught up in what we think of them because we are all going through a process. No one has arrived in this process. It's a continual thing that happens. So managing your individuality, like I said before, it is a lifelong process because as individuals, we grow and we change, we mature, we shift. So as we grow and mature and shift and be developed in God, we, we begin to grow. And as we grow, we're going to experience any, even more things at times that's going to cause us to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know this before. One thing we have to be careful of is thinking that we know it all just because we passed certain tests because more tests are going to come. But we have to understand that's just a stage that we have accomplished. It's not the whole, it doesn't mean that we know everything, that we just know what to do in a certain situation. When the next situation comes, the next stage comes, we have to be able to listen to God, ask him, always ask God what to do next. For he said in his word, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. For he give liberally, he upbraideth not. We have to learn to rely on the wisdom of God, not on our own wisdom, because our own wisdom will cause us to fail. Sometimes we can, yeah, we might can figure some things out, but we have to get to the point that we are continually dependent on God. But also, not making that cause us to be lazy. Because some people, all, we, all they want to do is pray about everything, but they never take that walk of that step of faith. Faith without works is dead, and a lot of times people stop it, or oh, I'll pray. But they won't put one foot in front of the other, and they won't go forth in the name of Jesus. You know, and the Bible talks about so many different things. He talks about the, the talents and he talks about the um the tree that he kept walking by year after year that wasn't producing any fruit. He was gonna he was gonna cut it down and burn it. 
And then the man was like, no, give me one more year. For many of us, this is our year to produce. This is our year to implement and execute because we've been sitting back for so long out of fear of success and out of fear of failure because we've been told you're not capable. We've been told, oh, you're not like so-and-so. You're trying to be like so-and-so. You're trying to be like this person or that person, that that um, high-profile preacher. You know, you're trying to be like somebody that you're not. But like I said before, you always have to go to God concerning who you are because people will count you out. People will look down on you and tell you what you can't do. But the Lord said in his word, we can do all things through him, which strengthens us. And he also told us that without him, we can do nothing. So this is going to conclude my first podcast of managing our individuality. I pray you have a blessed day and a great weekend. This is Monica Regina Jones signing off. Bye-bye.